Creative Brain Candy by Creators for Creators. To you, Chancellor Gorkar, one of the architects of our future. Chancellor. Chancellor. Perhaps we are looking at something of that future here. Tell me, Captain Kirk, would you be willing to give up Starfleet? <coughs> I believe the captain feels that Starfleet's mission has always been one of peace. Far be it for me to dispute my first officer. But Starfleet has always been in the fourth. Captain, there's no need to mince words. In space, all warriors are cold warriors. Uh, General, are you fond of Shakespeare? We do believe all planets have a sovereign claim to inalienable human rights. Inalien. If you could only hear yourselves. Human rights. Why, the very name is racist. The Federation is no more than a homo sapiens only club. Uh, present company accepted, of course. In any case, we know where this is leading. The annihilation of our culture. That's not true. No. No. To be or not to be. That is the question which preoccupies our people, Captain Kirk. We need breathing room. Earth, Hitler, 1938. I beg your pardon? Well... I see we have a long way to go. And welcome to Smoking and Drinking in Space. This is a sci-fi podcast from a couple guys who think they know sci-fi. And this week, we continue the summer of Star Trek as we get sauced and review the film that brought the original series run of movies to a close. It's 1991 Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country. But first, he's the Shakespeare-quoting Klingon with the tiny ponytail. To my peace-loving Klingon, Abraham Lincoln, it's James. How are you doing, James? Cry havoc and let slip! The dogs of war. Bonus points if you know what Shakespeare play that came from. It came from Star Trek Six: The Undiscovered Country. Yes, that's the Shakespeare play it came from. You're absolutely right. Wait, so was that an original Klingon? <laughs> <laughs> and he's the big dumb Klingon military advisor who couldn't protect a warm cup of piss. It's Rob. How are you doing, Rob? <laughs> so accurate. All right, fuck you, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there goes the good haiku. <laughs> right? Good haiku is out the window. Man. <laughs> Two seconds in. Or, actually, I'm sorry, five minutes and 38 seconds in because you wasted a bunch of time. Shut Hit up. record, and let's sit here for a while. I hate you so much. James, what's happening around CBC? <laughs> well, uh, what's happening around CBC? Uh, on STD, which comes out on uh, uh, Thursdays, uh, they are covering Albert Fish. Uh, who is a pedophile, cannibal, and huge piece of shit, according to uh, uh, co-host Kat. Ice Forward March has a new episode out called Receive the Gift Part 2. Katobophobia uh, wants to find out if does fat really make you fat in their latest episode. Uh, spoiler, 
I think it does. I don't think muscle makes you fat, but I don't know. Listen to the episode, uh, and you too can find out what actually uh, makes you fat. The Drunkenomics guys have a new episode out as well called Ain't No Season Like Earnings Season, uh, where they cover earning a, earnings expectations uh, and uh, you know other things while they drink scotch and get, get drunk. BGA this week, I'll be on, so tune in tomorrow. Uh, as we cover Ghost of Tsushima or Tsushima, depending on which character uh, in the game is pronouncing that <laughs> island. Yeah. Uh, and Rob still doesn't have a cooking show. He still does not. But if he did, he would be covering Vienna sausages, Little Smokies, or some other things like that. Uh, and you can credit that to my writing guys. Your writing guys where? I, I, have, a, I have a staff of writers. Where? Or a, sta- a staff you, ha- you haven't mentioned Simply Stogies. Man, there's so much shit going on with Simply Stogies <laughs> right now. Like, I'm not even joking. Like, it's just crazy. Uh, we have uh, a new Tales from the Lounge, which for our patrons, uh, which probably dropped, I hope, if I got it done by this time. So if you are supporting Simply Stogies, uh, thank you very much. SimplyStogies.com. There's a pipe tobacco review coming out very, very soon if it hasn't already dropped. Uh, there will be a new episode uh, on uh, August 1st uh, coming out here ne- this next week uh, that'll have uh, a cigar review in it as well that I don't really want to spoil. And uh, there is a new, uh, this weekend, a new Cigars and Coffee coming out on YouTube. Check that out. Uh, you can just search for Simply Stogies on YouTube. Uh, and we've got uh, a couple of new articles coming out uh, as well. Uh, a lot of content this week and and next week probably. So I like that's my I've just I'm so scattered brain trying to play Ghost of Tsushima, trying to to get all this stuff done. It's it's a little bit uh it's a little bit crazy. But yeah, that's what's going on around, around CBC. And don't forget to check out the brand new fucking show we just did yesterday. I was about called to say. Creative Creative Brain Candy, uh Brainstorm, uh, where we have uh Tim. Uh, Tim Allen uh, from Ice Forward March uh, on the show, uh, and we make fun of Rob for about an hour. It's good shit. Go to YouTube, search for Creative Brain Candy. Or you can go to uh, creativebraincandy.com, go to the shows area, and it's right there as well. Yeah, it was a lot of fun yesterday making fun of Rob for an hour. I get to do it two days in a row now every other week uh, where I get to spend 60 minutes absolutely busting Rob's balls. It is fantastic, so uh, go check it out. You have an unhealthy fascination with Rob's balls. Meh. What can I say? Hey, I'm no judgment. I'm just saying. Well, a no, little we judgment. I here. did say that it was unhealthy. It's just kind Whatever. of obsessive. Hey, you know what? I like what I like. You like what you like. Can't can't fault you there. Rob, you got any news for us this week? Yeah, I do. Um, so what? Two weeks ago? Two weeks ago? Yeah, there was that whole rumor about rebooting Star Wars mm-hmm. um, that I talked about. Well, so they're not going to like reboot it. They're just going to going to ignore it. Um, and apparently now, what do you uh, mean going to ignore it? Well, I don't know what that means. Hey, well, listen, listen. They're just going to ignore the last three uh, episodes uh, of the series because there is a claim that uh, 
big old GL himself is coming back. Oh, good God. So they, yeah. they, <laughs> the, the last three suffered. I mean, they weren't great, but they weren't awful. Mm-hmm. They weren't as bad as the prequels. Agreed. So they want to bring back the guy who did the prequels so they could just drive the franchise into the ground, drive that final stake into the heart. Yeah, I guess. So um, are they not aware? Wait, wait, are they not aware that he can't write himself out of a wet paper bag? Well, he's an ideas man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You called me an ideas man before this show started. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Ooh. I'm not sure that's a compliment anymore. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> take it how you will. Um, so the the rumor is, uh, you know, Disney investors have been trying to get Lucas back forever, um, and he would always change the subject. Uh, but about three weeks ago, they asked him point blank, "What would it take to get you on board for heading uh, to head up uh, Lucasfilm again?" Um, <laughs> to just George Lucas back up a fucking couple dump trucks of money. <laughs> Well, actually, he had four conditions, apparently. Uh, condition number one, he gets to make his sequel trilogy. Okay. God. Great. Uh, condition number two, he has full creative power until he decides to hand it off. Condition number three, Kathleen Kennedy is gone. Um, I agree with that one. Ar- yeah, I can't argue yeah, with condition three. That's the only three. one I so yeah, far agree with. Yeah. Um, and condition four, uh, Disney agrees to never ever mess with the original trilogy leaving it untouched wait 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 he couldn't even do that yeah, no Fuck shit george lucas this is <laughs> stupid I, none of this is real I, I don't think kathleen kennedy unfortunately is going anywhere i wish she would i wish she would no, just go. yeah like, she's she's going she's never make movies again she's well i don't know if that's gonna happen but I, she's I, out of she's out of johnson Disney. can go make social justice warrior movies all they want at some indie fucking uh production company uh, that no one will ever watch. That's what they can go fucking do. George Lucas needs to shut the fuck up and get the fuck out. Like, I don't I don't want to hear about George Lucas maybe wanting to come back. Disney needs to stop courting this guy. Like, look, leave the, just leave the fucking last trilogy alone. Just leave it alone, okay? It's fine. It sucks, but it's not as bad as the prequels. Leave it the fuck alone and move on. In fact, just let's do The Mandalorian. Okay, and this Obi-Wan series that may or may not ever get fucking done yeah, no because shit. of the Rona. Give us those and leave the movies alone. Let it let it simmer down for about a decade. Okay, you own the IP, Disney. You got a shit ton of stuff going on at Disney World and Disneyland for it. Let Disney or let let Star Wars just kind of take a breather. Okay. If you want to release books, go ahead. Who reads anymore? Obviously not Rob. So if you want to do that, fine. Just let Star Wars breathe for a decade and then come back to the table. Lucas will be too old to do shit. All right. And then you can make a movie. Yeah, no, I I agree. I, I uh, Bringing back George Lucas, I just don't see what new ideas he's going to bring to the franchise and, you know, prequel movies. I just lost my taste for George Lucas's creative juices with the prequels. They're they're just fucking awful. Wait, and the sequels you had, you had a taste for George Lucas's juices before? 
Yeah. Yeah. The, Look, the I, original trilogy juices. was good. I mean, he, he like is to, the one that like came up with. You like to suck on his juices, huh? <sighs> okay. Look, I agree. I agree with Jason here. I think that, but here's the problem with George Lucas is I started to lose my taste for his juices, Rob. Man, uh, you guys are uh, making it too easy. About Yeah, we're the ones who make it too easy. Uh, about the time he started fucking with the original trilogy. I, I understood a couple of years before the sequel came out, the sequels came out, that you wanted to, to re-release the original trilogy, right? And, and I jo- enjoyed the remaster. It was all the additional right, bullshit that he put the, exactly. in. Exactly. Don't fucking put that shit in there. It's unnecessary, and well, it just you didn't clutters like- shit up. You didn't like the Ewok party or the uh, or Java no. in the first? The, no. Yeah. No. And let's just fucking Han shot first. Everybody shut the fuck up. And this McClunky thing, just every like this, everybody needs to just relax with fucking Star Wars for a minute. A decade. Let me get into my mid fifties. Let me have my midlife crisis. Let me let me you know find my my. 23-year-old wife, and everybody just shut the fuck up until that happens. Then let's revisit Star Wars. Jesus. Okay, so I'm out of news um, because it's all Star Wars related. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) What else Um, you got? All right, so uh, they have released, um, what was it, the first uh, opening minutes of The New Mutants. Uh, So that's online. Much like Ghost of of Tsushima, I just... Don't see that ever fucking actually releasing. <laughs> right. <laughs> Supposedly, it is making its debut on August 28th. Supposedly. Um, supposedly. It's yes. supposedly supposed to be released like for the last year. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, at, at least there's actual footage, right? So it's better than just, yo, yeah, we did cap, uh, film something, but you'll never see it. So there's actual footage. What's it? Uh, what what is this? I'm not familiar with the New Mutants. It's, it's uh, it was a show that Fox was going to what they were going to put it out. It's a movie a series, and then it turned into a series uh, to a movie because they realized they didn't have enough series material. I guess. And and now it's now it's a series again, or it's a movie. No, no, it, no it's, it's back to being a movie. It's still a movie. It's like um, a superhero horror movie, is what it is. Yeah. Is it based it looks, on an IP that I would know, or is it like yeah, it's, it's based off of the New Mutant comics? So the New Mutants yeah. were the uh, school students at uh, Xavier School for Gifted People. It was it were it, it was, like it was all the Spain and that kind of stuff. Yeah, it was all the mutants who were training to be X Men. Yeah, and this is going to be a horror movie. They yeah yeah they've uh, so it looks. Yeah, yeah see, this is this is one of the things is 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 it's a. It was one thing, and then it turned into a horror, creepy thing, um, and now it's nobody really knows because then they went back and they changed some of that up. Well, and, yeah, I mean, it may not be, it may not be dark not even, and creepy anymore. It may they may have yeah. changed it again. Wow. Who knows? This has had far too many fucking hands on the recipe. I don't expect this to be any good. They're probably yeah, just it has releasing Maisie it. Williams in it, though. Yeah, they're probably so just releasing yeah. it because they've got all of it shot and they're, they've got it produced and they've got money dumped into it. They're probably trying to recoup what they can. I don't see this being a, a big hit. I don't see nah. this earning its money oh. back. I don't think Disney really cares. And I don't see them 
carrying forward this franchise. I don't see them carrying forward the X-Men franchise like they have. They're probably going to roll it into the MCU uh, yeah. later in phase four or phase five. If we ever get there, if we can ever make it past 2020, we'll see. Well, there's only a few months left. Supposedly. Like we're more than halfway done with 2020. S- supposedly. Yeah. Yeah, I I hear their uh their row, uh, there's a petition out there to extend 2020 because why not? I I yeah, I'm rooting for wormwood. <laughs> Great. Giant asteroid. Yeah. Yes sir. All right. So, also the whole Comic-Con thing is happening right now, Comic-Con at home. Um Fox uh, released a trailer for their. Uh, they've got a sci-fi series coming out in um, October, October sixth. To All be right, exact. let's see how they can fuck this up. Well, the <laughs> the series is called Next, uh, and it is about a killer AI um, that is taking, trying to take over the world. I guess I'm not quite sure. Um, I want to see a series about a killer AI who that? just relaxes at the fucking beach. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, but uh, it's uh, basically uh, this group made a, made an AI kind of like an age of Ultron. You know, they made an AI and it goes crazy. It turns evil and uh, mm-hmm. starts to try to kill everybody. I'm out. It like looks I, interesting. I feel like I've seen this movie before. Uh, the, it stars times. Michael Mosley, yeah. Jason Butler. Uh, Who? Who? I don't know. Um, well, a couple of them I recognized. Like I don't know the name, but when you see the face, it's like, oh, okay. okay. Nah, don't care. But uh, anyway, it looked it looked kind of interesting. You can check the trailer out uh, later. Sounds like something George Lucas would write. <laughs> Can we talk about Comic Con for a second? Did either of you two even like look at any of the stuff going on with Comic Con at home? No, I mean the the, cl- the closest I got was <laughs> to look at the Xbox showcase. They they showcase some of the next gen games, uh, State of Decay three. Uh, next gen games that came out when 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 the original Xbox came out, Fable, uh, and uh, uh, what was the other one? A uh, Halo, yeah, because those haven't been done to death. Well, they're franchises. Eh, whatever. Sony has franchises too that will be. Oh, released. I know they do, but I don't play any of them. Like Ratchet and Clank and fucking whatever the other ones are. I don't play that. Final bullshit. Fantasy, you don't play that. That's not that. That Final Fantasy is not PlayStation's. That is Squeenix, my well, man. Well, it is Squeenix, yes. But yeah. it's typically they just choose to put it out. They choose to put it out on the superior platform. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But yeah, I yeah, mean, I, I I checked some of that out, but no, I haven't yeah. haven't done anything else Comic Con related. Comic Con's not the same unless there are a bunch of sweaty, smelly nerds all in one place. So I have not cared one iota about Comic Con or virtual Comic Con or whatever. What about you, Rob? I don't really care about Comic Con to begin with, other than when they uh, announce stuff that looks interesting so then you care about comic-con and nothing has been announced that looks interesting yet other than other than state of decay three um but i'm not holding my breath on that because uh isn't it weird i don't want another i don't want another state of decay two right isn't it weird that comic-con is 
like all the news we're talking about at a Comic Con for the most part is video games. Well, yeah. that's because that's the only thing they can get done. They, you can't do movies or anything like that. You know, uh, while you're quarantined. I guess. Speaking I mean, of movies, who's ready for a pod crawl? Sure. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. We can call it. I don't know. Say a pod. Crawl the pod crawl pod crawl pod crawl pod crawl excellent inserted deep pod crawl kind of like a space suppository full of information. The Excelsior finally gets to leave space dock and is patrolling the neutral zone when they get caught in a blast wave from a Klingon moon. Starfleet still hasn't figured out seatbelts yet, so everyone on the Excelsior is tossed around like a salad. But Sulu, the captain of the ship, gets them through with only some bumps and bruises. That was a strategic move, however, and without it, the Klingon Empire is collapsing. (laughs) They do the only thing the Soviets, I mean, the Klingons can do and they decide to play nice with the Federation. Kirk and crew are tasked with escorting the Klingon Chancellor to Earth for peace talks and Kirk is none too pleased. The Enterprise meets up with the Klingon battlecruiser transporting the Chancellor, and Kirk invites the Chancellor and his staff to dinner. After everyone has consumed large amounts of Romulan ale and thrown quotes around like a Shakespeare in the park troupe, they get down to the passive-aggressive taunting and then retire for the evening. While everyone is sleeping off their hangover, someone seems to trip and hit the wrong button and fires a couple of photon torpedoes up the battlecruiser's ass. A couple of crewmen from the Enterprise beam over and proceed to shoot any Klingons that get in the way on their way to assassinating the Chancellor. Kirk is called to the bridge mid-migraine and told the Enterprise fired on the Klingons, but Scotty stomps his feet and insists all the weapons are still on the ship. Kirk and Bones head over to the Klingon ship to help out, but after Bones beats the shit out of the dying Chancellor, they are arrested. Spock assumes command of the Enterprise and the Klingons take Kirk and Bones to Kronos for trial. They are shown to be generally bad people in the eyes of the Klingons, but not bad enough to be worth executing, so they send them to the Gulag, I mean, a prison asteroid. Kirk makes many friends thanks to his fashionable coat, and leave it to him to find the one female in the place, which he does, and immediately starts hitting on her. She has a way to escape the prison and the field that prevents transporting, but needs Kirk to get them off the rock. As they work their way through breaking out of space Alcatraz, it's revealed that Kirk has been swapping slobber with a changeling as she changes to a big bear thing, then a small child, and then back to a hot alien. It's her final transformation, though, that gets Kirk's juices going as she changes into Kirk himself. So many of Kirk's (laughs) fantasies are realized as he gets to roll around on the ground with himself. The Klingons arrive to break up the Manhor mashup as the Warden kills the Changeling and starts monologuing to Kirk. The Enterprise beams Bones and Kirk up just in the nick of time as the secret cabal was about to be revealed. The ship is searched for incriminating evidence tying the crewmen to the assassination, and some uniforms as well as the dead crewmen are found. Kirk hatches a bluff to draw out the ringleader, and it's predictably the sexy Vulcan lieutenant. However, she won't talk, so Spock digs around in her brain with a mind meld. The conspirators are revealed, but the location of the new peace talks is still unknown. Kirk makes a long-distance call to Sulu who quickly gives up classified information. The Enterprise beats feet to Kitimer to stop another assassination attempt on the Federation president and the acting Klingon Chancellor. Just as they make it to the planet, a cloaked Klingon bird of prey, one that can fire while cloaked and the ship that actually shot the battlecruiser, fires at the Enterprise causing the ship to retreat. Captain Von Trapp taunts Kirk as his ship fires while invisible as Spock and Bones modify a photon torpedo to track the exhaust from the Bird of Prey, and the Excelsior arrives to provide another target and by some time. Spock and Bones' Frankentorp is ready and Kirk does his best wrath of Conface and fires. The torp hits home which reveals the enemy ship, so the Enterprise and Excelsior unload on it. With the ship out of the way, Kirk and crew beam down to the planet and yell a lot, 
Kirk jumps on the president, Scotty shoots a Klingon in the face, and Sulu intercepts Admiral Cartwright. With the plot foiled and peace secured, the Enterprise crew head back to the ship, Kirk ignores the final command given to him as he's still the boy that will never grow up, and roll a fitting end to the original series movie's credits. Alright, so we are done with the original series movies with this one. And, and fortunately, this was a really good movie to end their run on because uh, the last movie, if that had been the last original series movie, well, that just sucked. Yeah, it was terrible. The overtones of the wall falling down uh, or the wall coming down, which was what shortly, let's see, that was what, 88 when the wall came down? Yeah, 88, 89, somewhere around and there. And then the fall of communism in, in Soviet, uh, in the Soviet Union was was after that, was right around this time. So the overtones here are, are pretty blatant, which I think uh, I think the movie suffered a little bit for. There, was, there were a lot of parallels that I don't think stand up to the test mm-hmm. of time, especially if you live through that time and you're just kind of, this is a little bit cringy. <laughs> Yeah, there were a lot of things with this movie where I was like, uh, I guess it made sense then. But when you think about it, it just it doesn't make sense long term. So, yeah, it was it was a lot of, uh. you know, I (laughs) I remember there being a lot of Shakespeare in this movie. I didn't remember there being as much Shakespeare as there originally there actually (laughs) is in this movie. Why uh, and why do Klingons know Shakespeare? About three quarters of the way through the, through the movie, I was so sick of Shakespeare that I just about turned off the movie after the last fucking quote. <laughs> um, I don't know. She, the Klingons. Well, so if you think about it, Shakespeare plays are very heroic in nature, most of them, um, which kind of fits Klingon culture. They're they're very honor bound, glory and battle type culture, and that that definitely fits a, a lot of so Shakespeare's how did- plays. How did Klingon get the Shakespeare? Well, I mean, I'm sure there's cultural exchanges that have happened in the past whenever they first met the Klingons or the Klingons may stole some databanks with Shakespearean plays and then translated okay. them you know, into Klingon into Klingon yeah. And, yeah. and then, and then made them original Klingon. Yeah. So um, there was a lot of cultural appropriation in this yeah. movie too. And not just by the Klingons, by the Vulcans too. Did you hear a, a Spock say an ancient Vulcan proverb? Yes. China. Well, no, no. Um, the, he also said, if, you know, if, if everything is wrong or uh, once, you, yeah, once, yeah. once you remove the yep. impossible, whatever is left, is the yeah. is the only no matter possible. how uh, yeah yeah no matter how improbable yeah that's from uh, that's from Sir that's Conan Doyle Sh- uh, Sherlock Holmes yeah and it yep. yeah yeah so okay. yeah well a lot of cultural, cultural appropriation. appropriation wasn't a thing back then nobody gave a shit <laughs> I know <laughs> <laughs> nobody was nobody was so butthurt over that kind of stuff it was, funny. It was just it was yeah. it was funny yeah, but but it's funny that you bring that up though because like. <laughs> The conversation that Kirk and Spock had in Spock's quarters while he was laying down in his bathrobe. Kirk Which said, I hope he, he washed. Probably not. I think that's yeah. the, that's the that's road the same, from, uh, that's the yeah, same that's one for it. voyage it's, home. It's still yeah. got the smell yeah. of San Francisco Bay in it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, may, it, makes, it makes him feel like home. Yeah. So uh, he, he tells him he's like, everyone's human. Yeah. 
Uh, so, you know, one of the things at the beginning of the movie was they somebody said inalienable human rights. Everyone is, you know, entitled to those. You, and, you and the re- put your Klingons human like, on me. Right. Klingons are like, that's pretty racist. Yeah. And that's what they said. They called them racist. And it's not. It's you're seeing yourself in others is the way that I interpret that is. So this whole cultural appropriation, everyone is the same. You know, it doesn't matter if you're a Klingon, if you're Romulan, if you're Andorian, if you're whatever the hell uh, the, the dad from that 70s show was. Uh, oh, Kermit Smith. Yeah. Uh, I just kept waiting for him to call Kirk a dumbass. Um, I don't remember the name of that race. It starts with the C. Uh, but anyway, he played the president uh, of the Federation. But you, you see yourself in others. That's what being human is, right? So, the, I mean, that, Oh, you're talking about the Fu Manchu president. Yeah, yeah. that's the guy who always yeah. called uh, uh, his kid a dumbass. Yeah, on that yeah. 70s show. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I didn't, I you know, the whole cultural appropriation thing in the movie and everybody doing it, like, everyone's the same. Like, everybody just shut the fuck up. <laughs> I just don't get it. It's dumb. Anyway, it was a simpler time. It was a much simpler time. I, I, I really enjoyed this movie. I thought it had a lot of great stuff, but he was um, an Afrosian. Sure. I thought it started with a C. What am I thinking of then? I don't Cardassian? know. Cardassian? No, not a Cardassian. Cardassians aren't. There's a whole. Yeah. Like his whole race is like white and like that has the white hair and the Fu Manchu and yeah. Oh, oh, whatever. Sure. A Frosian. Whatever. So I liked how uh, Worf's grandpa showed up. That was indeed Worf's grandfather. Yes. It was. It was Worf's grandfather. Played by Michael Dorn. Na- yes. And named Worf. Yes. Colonel so Worf. Do you think they do do they do you think they planned that ahead? Yes. Or they got yes, lazy. They no, so they wanted they Michael Dorn in the movie and they wanted they actually, I think, wanted Worf in the movie, but that didn't fit the timeline. Uh, so they made it Worf's grandfather. What? And so why did they do that? Just so they could have a familiar Klingon in the movie? I, I think they just wanted a little bit of a tie-in to the next generation. Yeah. Right. Um, they, yeah. I think that was most of it because the next generation was pretty popular by this time. And yeah. in fact, uh, this was when the two-part episode Unification was made as well. So uh, Leonard Nimoy was actually in uh, TNG at this point too, uh, which also tied into the movie. It kind of brought awareness of the movie through TNG and Nimoy's. Great episodes, by the way. Yeah. Unification one and two. Yeah. Fantastic episodes. Yeah. Where Spock is trying to uh, unify Vulcan and and Romulan. Yep. Yep. And then uh, Data and Picard have to uh, cosplay as Romulans. Good. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's so good. Uh, yeah, there were so there were a couple of Easter eggs in in, in this movie that I so did you did you catch the name of the uh, officer that the boot belonged to? Dax. Yes. Dax. Drax. Yeah, I saw that. Dax. Drax. Dax. 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 So that's yeah. a that's a DS nine reference, right? That's the symbiote right. from yep. the the hot alien chick, and then oh, so the hot. other hot. Alien chick. Yeah. Too so there, hot was Esri, alien chick. there was, there was Jadzia Ezri, Dax and then there was Ezri Dax. Ezri Dax. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So was Ezri kind of annoyed the shit out of me. Uh, she had the pixie cut going on. She was still hot, but uh, oh, yeah. Jadzia, man, Jadzia is where it's at. Well, which I never watched. I, I guess I, 
didn't know there were two Daxes. So yeah, so Dax, Judzia Dax, who is the original Dax on the who show, who was married to Worf, married Worf, and then uh, they crash landed on a planet, and she died. Worf couldn't save her, and then Worf got all butt hurt. Okay, that's the one I'm and, thinking of, played by Terry mm-hmm. Farrell. Yeah, right, yeah right. she's hot. Yeah. So what's the other one? Yeah, way hot. The other Esri one Dax. was play Esri. Uh, basically, she took over the uh, Dax symbiote. Oh, and then there was okay. A whole, she's the Law and Order whole, chick. Yeah, it was all. Oh, she was in Law gosh, and Order. I still love you. Yeah, sort of. Maybe I'm so hot. confused. Cold and bear. Cold and bear. Yeah, yeah she's uh, yeah. I, she's hot, but I, like I'd rather have. I'd rather. Yeah. Right. She was the. She was one of the prosecutors from Law and Order. Huh. Um, okay. If you say so. I never watched Law and Order. Boom boom. Maybe I'm thinking. Nope, she is not on her uh, filmography. No, look at you guys doing research uh, on the fly. I guess I recognized her as somebody else. Can we talk about how, how, like, can we talk about this rumor that Kim Cattrall got completely naked on the bridge of the Enterprise and took some and took some photos wearing only her Vulcan ears? Yeah, it's not a rumor. It's true. It's not true. I'm gonna, you know, I I think we have to believe it's true. Yeah. I have a so I have room? a magazine article that says it's true, and I don't have any evidence saying that it's not. There is no <laughs> right. evidence from anybody no involved evidence. in the rumor saying that no, that never happened. Okay, right. Look, I mean, Kim Cattrall want, hasn't come back and said, uh, I yeah, want no, it to that be didn't true happen. As, as much as you two do. I do. I want it in my heart to be true. Oh, but a magazine true. article with absolutely no uh, no kind of uh, uh, there's nothing documented that it happened. It's just uh, hearsay that it happened, I, and then there's hearsay that it didn't happen. I found a, I found it on Reddit where they talked that about it. Well, that makes it even worse to be it's 100% on the internet. Therefore, like, it's true. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. So the, the rumor is that she did it, and then Leonard Nimoy found out, and he flipped his shit, and he just ripped up the photos. He was trying to protect the brand, right? That's the rumor. Right. Leonard Nimoy said in a in a like a Leonard Nimoy. Somebody said that somebody said that Leonard Nimoy said at a convention that he never did. Right. Well, this is it's not like the game of fucking telephone because that's what you that's how you got the fucking article in the first place. So I who is so the article source for the article. Well, I didn't actually get to read the actual article because it's not on the internet. It was done in 1992. So I'd have to go to a fucking library and look up the article in the actual magazine. But the article, I'm sure, has a source attached to it. Uh Uh-huh. Look, Kim Cattrall, you were a dime, all right? Like, if you're listening to this, baby, (laughs) let let us know, right? Like, come on. Oh, here comes another restraining order, James. Whatever. Uh, you know what? It can go in the file with the rest of them. I don't care. <laughs> he's just, know, he's just working his way. Yeah, he's working his way good. through the sci-fi chicks. That's all it is. <laughs> his goal is to wallpaper his room <laughs> with restraining right, orders. Yeah, it, it restraining orders. It acts as soundproofing. Look, it I, I it didn't happen. I don't I want it to be true. I so want to see Kim Contrell in just Vulcaneers on the bridge of the Enterprise. Like doing her thing, just being her all natural, being sexy. Uh, I just don't think it happened. I, I, I I'm gonna, I'm gonna choose to happen. believe it happened until I see evidence otherwise. Well, Same. she's the only one at this point that can Same say Z's. yes or no, and That's she true. hasn't d- confirmed or denied. That's so right. Without a confirmation, it must. Do be we true. have? Do we have people that can reach out to her? Or do I need to do it personally? Uh, can't you get? Um, 
Chris, can't you get yeah Hendrix to do it? Yeah, Chris. Yeah, let me. Uh, you know, Ch to, to, to reach out yeah. or yeah. or maybe Jerry Ryan. You know. No, well, yeah, I can ask. I Jerry mean, they too. they they yeah. both they were both involved in Star Trek. I'm oh, sure they, they were see both each involved other. in something. They they see each Wait, other. How is Christina Hendricks in Star Trek? Yeah, that's a good question. She's Rob. not. You would be better off getting Jerry Ryan because they both worked on Star Trek, so they go to the uh, the Star Trek reunions. Yeah, I don't know that Kim Cattrall goes to Star Trek reunions I don't anymore. Think so. Probably not. That's in their yeah. contract. They have to. I don't. I don't think. And, they do. and then they they uh, wear sexy lingerie and have pillow. Fights. I think you're making shit up, Rob. No, no. Until you prove otherwise, that's what happens. <laughs> I see what you did there, and I like it. Yeah, yeah. I like it a lot. All right, so this so Paul's there too, like, and Hoshi. On a, I, I, this is what I want. On a scale of one to ten, I don't want to rate this against other movies. Just this movie in a vacuum. Like, what do you rate this movie? Is it like one through ten? Uh, so for me, rating this movie in a vacuum, I'm going to give it about an eight. It was fun. I, I mean, it was a good movie. Yeah. It, it had a solid story. The graphics were really good. I thought the special effects on this were. Some of the best that we've seen in, in Star Trek so far. Well, um, you watched the HD version like I did, right? So I'm oh, yeah. guessing that they kind of, you know, amped it up a little bit. And it was easier to do for this movie than it was the other ones. Right. But I mean, even compared with, well, we're not comparing, but let's, for the sake of this argument, compare with the other movies. The other, especially the last movie, the, the special effects in the last movie looked like trash compared to this one. Oh yeah. Well, that whole well, that's movie. because the because movie was trash. trash yeah. They didn't want the special effects to outshine the movie. <laughs> they spent a lot of this effects budget on God and his starship and the starship that he needed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. no, I think this movie's. I think this movie's an eight. I think it stands up fairly well. There are, like you said, there's some cringeworthy moments. But here's the thing: like the what took this from a nine to an eight for me. Is is the whole oh the fucking Klingon uh, uh, empires dying? Let's mothball Starfleet, right? Yeah, because there's there's not the Romulans, there's not right. the Gorn. Like it just it's so short sighted. Even in that time, even for that time when the wall was coming down and communism was ending, you still had China was communist, Cuba was communist, North Korea was communist. You still have all of these entities. It just didn't make sense long term. Very short sighted. I thought that was poor writing on their part. They they could have done this whole thing without bringing up let's mothball Starfleet. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because Starfleet isn't militarized supposedly. No, Starfleet is military. That was the whole port of, point of well. That uh, was Wrath of Khan. But that was one of the contentions that kind of got Roddenberry kicked out. And he never got back into the movies, especially since what Nicholas Meyer was uh, the writer for this one. He was also the writer for the Wrath of Khan, and he was the one True, that kind of yeah. militarized uh, Starfleet further than it was in the original series. And Roddenberry didn't like that. Of course, the more I read about Roddenberry, I'm surprised that Star Trek ever got the fuck off the ground because that guy <laughs> seemed like an absolute a, asshole. Yeah, he's kind of a dick. <laughs> I did like how this movie started off, though it said for Roddenberry. Yeah, no, I, I thought it was. I thought it was just, appropriate yeah, to memorialize yeah, Roddenberry passed, and recognize yeah. him for his contributions to to Star Trek. But who? I don't know, man. I don't think the the movies would have done as well if he had been involved. 
Well, probably not. And I think we saw that with the motion <laughs> the picture motion picture. Yeah. Uh, but this uh, look, it's like guys who come up with these IPs, George Lucas, Gene Roddenberry. These aren't the guys who should be in like in charge of the IP. Like just pay them and get the creative people going and, and let them play in the sandbox that these guys created because these guys just are not the guys because it's their world. And so it's never going to be perfect. And then they're going to write something and they're not going to like it. And then you've got to bring in other creative types to help you write it. Right. Well, and I so think you bring in these other creative types and you butt heads with them. And yeah. then when you don't butt heads with them, you get the prequels. And I think that's, endemic of somebody who who creates these universes like they do so roddenberry's star trek is an idealized form of humanity in the future so there's no poverty there's no war uh there's really no internal strife um he had this i had this notion of people being noble um and that's just not how people work. And I no. think that really reduces, uh, reduces the potential for storytelling because there's no conflict involved. And I think that that that's one of the reasons that he was so adamant or, or so against, uh, the, the, the movies was that, you know, the people were Kirk was, was kind of bigoted. He was kind of a racist dick. in at, at first in this movie, because, of the things that the Klingons did to his son. And so he had this prejudice against the, the Klingons against the race, which I thought was kind of weird. Right. Well, I, I, like I think we need to, no, no, he said it in the movie. Bit. I hate Klingons. Well, sure. But there's also, and there's I, also 20, oh, I hate the 30 one guy. years, 30 years of him in Starfleet dealing with this aggressive race that, uh, that, it, that are the Klingons. No, I, I get and, that. And after 30 years of dealing with an aggressive race, you're going to have, you're going to have that mindset. You're going to, I don't, I don't know that like, you're going to have that mindset. Uh, I think if I, I think, I think if you take a look back at the eighties uh, and the early nineties, I think you'll see that, that a lot of people had a hard time coming to, to terms with, Oh, the Russians, Russians. Yeah. Russians aren't, may not be our enemies. Russians may not be all bad. We may not all die in a fiery fucking nuclear holocaust. I think a lot of people had a hard time with that. That I, which was the whole I don't know. Movie. Rocky Four seemed to kind of bridge that gap. <laughs> I I was breaking you. No, seriously. I mean that was that was the whole point of Rocky Four was, you know, showing the other side. Yeah, except guess, Rocky Four happened recently but, and not But Rocky Four right, yeah. Right, it's an analog, Rob. He killed Apollo Creed. And then he beat the ever-loving shit out of out of Rambo <laughs> until Ram until Rambo beat the ever-loving shit out of him. Then they just beat the ever-loving shit out of each other. And it ended up with Rambo having some kind of brain aneurysm. No, it ended up with the Russian people cheering for Rambo. Okay, but that is such a like that is such a stylized fucking. I'm not I, saying it's not stylized, ideology. but I'm, I'm saying it's, that that was that was a, a point in the '80s because that happened what '86 when that movie but that came was out. Just, but they were rooting for him because people inherently like the underdog. 
No, they they were rooting for him because he was winning. Everybody. They rooted against him at first. They were going for Drago at first. Right. And he was getting his ass kicked at first. And then he came back because it's a Rambo movie. I mean, Rocky movie. <laughs> so he was getting his ass kicked for the first however many rounds. And then the last few rounds, he beat the shit out of Drago. Like that's. And then everyone started cheering for him because he was he came back. Like you couldn't keep a good man down. Like it's just a, it's such a fucking cliche. I don't think you can compare uh, what Star Trek is doing to this because it's not keeping a good man down. It's not coming back. Well, no, it's I'm saying Star- that there there's a, a another look at the people behind. You know, th- another look at your enemy. They, they're they're also people. They they have goals, aspirations, wants, needs, just like you. So. Uh, it's, it's, it's a warning to about demonizing your enemy. Oh, it, it is. But at the same time, this enemy, like I hate, like, man, I can't believe I'm going to go down this fucking road. It's an enemy that has fucking, they're not who they used to be. Right. right. They are now, they're quoting fucking Shakespeare for Christ's sake. And they have forehead ridges. Right. They're not, you're not, <laughs> thanks Enterprise. That, like we can, we can talk about that, but I'm not sure the creators of Star Trek want us to. Cause it's so stupid. Uh, but you're, you're, you're dealing with an enemy now that knows your culture and you don't know anything about theirs other than they're aggressive and they're honor bound. And that's it. Like you don't see humans walking around quoting Klingon opera. You don't see humans walking around eating gawk. What you see well, is humans going, Oh, we did in the next generation. Smell. Well, yeah, but that was what a hundred years after this. Yeah. Like, you, you see them. You see them walking around going, oh, do you smell them? Oh, you hear, like, do you see how they eat? Oh, they're not very bright. Oh, this, oh, that. Humans which, are the fucking bigots. Which I thought was Klingons, a little strange. Yeah, and the Klingons had, are the cultural, they, they, they have the, the cultural and moral high ground. It's it's so, it's just ass No, I, I get it. And and that's what this movie is about. It's about change. The the There's peace accords happening. The, the Klingons are soon going to be at peace. And, and you know, there's going to be, Cultural exchanges, cultural melding. There's, there's, there's not going to be this cold war between the Federation and the Enterprise anymore. They're going to start learning about each other more. And the people that have been on the front lines, you know, f- uh, holding the Klingons back against the Federation this thirty-something years are are facing a, a well, an unknown country or un. Uh, undiscovered, frontier. Und, undiscovered, <laughs> undiscovered country. country. Yeah. country. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't like the whole, the whole thing of oh they stink and all this other stuff. I mean they had they were on a damn ship. They had a Klingon ship earlier in the earlier in their movie career, right? So, I mean they know. They they know about all this stuff, yeah, but and it was now the crew, it was the crew who said they stunk, and it was the crew, like that's just it. no. Like it was Chekhov was saying some some of that stuff, and yeah, he said yeah, but it was the, yeah, well, and but you would th- you would have thought they would have already been aware of all of this stuff, and and well, now they did. all of a sudden they, they they said in the in Star Trek Four that the ship stunk. Right. Yeah. I mean, but but they act like three. this is uh, yeah. this is a new thing, right? They they act like I've never seen a ship this close. Like fuck, you haven't seen a ship this close, Kirk. You had one right next to you. Shoot God last yeah. week. <laughs> that's yeah. true. No, that's, that's a you good know? point too. I mean, it, it's it's so there is it's like com- they completely cons- forgot what was what happened before. 
There's some inconsistency right. in the writing between the movies. The continuity between the movies is a little inconsistent. Yeah. Yeah, I've never been to one this close. Uh, did you forget about the a whales you saved? But I'll tell you what. When you consider the the timing, like when these movies were made, and you consider the genre, the, it's pretty consistent. Like we didn't see anything like this uh, until the MCU. Yeah, where, where things were connected. Where, where things were connected from movie to movie to movie. The next time we saw that was... What was the MCU? I mean, even if you take a look at the the which we'll we'll start next week the the well, next generation movies. Let's clarify those that. are all. Let's clarify that and say movies that were written as single story movies and not trilogies because Star Wars yeah. did that before this. It was it was a trilogy where all the the stories were attached, but it okay, was but you're one talking about a trilogy consistent. Well, sure, story, but you're yeah. talking about a story that's written as a trilogy. Sure, and that's what I'm saying. This, these were not written. These are, as that no, these are standalones that were written to connect to one another, like the MCU, right? Yeah, and when you look at the next generation movies, which we'll talk about was starting next week, those are just basically fucking long episodes. Yeah, two hour yeah. episodes. Yeah, which but they bring I, I, they bring I, in a little bit of the other stuff, but not much. Not not much, not much at all. So hey, what happened to Captain Riding Crop? <laughs> well, he he got he got he got fired after after he let Scotty take the D batteries when he couldn't find the D battery. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know what it was. Sulu showed up and goes, "Where is this? What you were looking for? I've got <laughs> the D batteries right here. Yeah. If I, I can fix the you ship, get can the I ship. have it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're the captain. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know why you know why they did this, right? It was so that Shatner and Takai didn't have to interact. Were they still having uh, trouble at this point? Yeah, they, they oh, were yeah. still feuding. Yeah, that's I knew exactly that, why they did it. I knew that on the last one. I mean, they 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 were still kind of pissed at each other, but they they managed to work together pretty well. With oh yeah, one another. yeah, but this yeah this one no, like it went to a whole new level, and I don't think they've I don't think they've ever reconciled. I think now it's like it's they'll never they'll never do it before they die. Huh. I, I hope they do. Because you don't want to die with that kind of animosity towards somebody. I mean, I will die with that kind of animosity towards Rob, but I mean, that's just nature. But, these but two, we'll never see each other in person. Right. Yeah. Like these two, like they're just, yeah, they are yeah, mortal enemies at this point. Hmm. Okay. Who knew? I did. That's why I said it. I had forgotten that Christian Slater was in this for like three seconds. <laughs> for a hot second. But it was great because Sulu just dressed him down like, got a hearing problem, mister? Yeah. Yeah. And he's the communications officer. You'd think that he wouldn't have a, a hearing problem. A hearing problem. And speaking right? of communications yeah. officers, Yeoman Rand is back as a communications officer. On the Excelsior. On the Excelsior. It's good to see her getting well, some yeah, she was just She just wanted to get away from Kirk, too. She was tired of the sexual uh, sexual harassment. Can we talk about Iman for a minute? Oh my, oh god. my god, she is so hot, so fucking hot. Oh my god, like Iman, sweetie, you gotta call me. So fucking hot. She's sixty five oh. now and still hot. Yeah, yeah, she is. You know who else has that 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 fountain of youth thing going on? Is Christy Brinkley. I haven't seen Christy Brinkley recently, oh, so I don't know. Oh, you should you should take a look, my man. Uh, I'll have to oh. do that. My dude. Anyway, Amon, so hot in this fucking movie. 
It's amazing. Uh, she she did really. I thought she did pretty well. She did well. Yeah. I, I enjoyed her character. She she had that that kind of dripping condensation or uh, yeah, not condensation, but uh, dripping condensation. Fuck, I cannot. I'm just fucking Con- done today. Condensation. <laughs> Condescending. Yeah, she had that dripping, uh, condescending uh, attitude towards Kirk, but you know, and still she was got it on. A fucking blunt the whole time. Oh yeah, yeah. It keeps her warm. It keeps you warm. Yeah, Kirk took a fucking toke off that. Fuck yeah, I would too. I yeah, your mouth was on this. Hell yeah, baby. Her Here mouth was on him too. Yeah, she yeah it was, and fucking I, McCoy's reaction to the whole thing was fantastic where he just rolled his eyes oh so good so good and she's so hot uh i don't know why she never really did anything else after this this is the first film that we get to see true man whore kirk man whoring himself yeah man whoring not only amon but himself that was weird i just felt like that scene was like hey can we do it yeah all right then let's do it (laughs) It yeah it didn't really make any sense yeah, it was kind of silly. One question I had: How exactly was Ahura hearing what was going on on the Klingon ship? Like she was oh in a fucking God. sub, right? I don't um, know. So when when it, you when you hail the other ship, it opens up a tiny two way, <laughs> yeah, two way communication thing, and you can hear what's going on. Same reason why you have to be quiet when you're in space so that the enemy can't hear you. <laughs> that was Wing Commander, though. Uh, but still, rigged, yeah, that's another for silent running. Yeah, that's rigged. another. That's what she said. Yeah, that's another Damn. fucking sub reference in a space movie that I absolutely hate. Fucking submarines are not spaceships, and spaceships are not submarines. You know, and and they really should. Um, they should send their captains back to captain school or something like that i mean one there's this giant wave coming out in a in a circle right go up go up kirk proved that you can go up yeah you, know, you go you up can, in space yeah you can use the z-axis and you can go up and 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 get well, away from that here's, wave here's what i'm like and so how do you sensors, not notice the wave get there in time well, that's what i was just thinking about yeah. so your sensors like should have noticed that and picked up on it but it didn't so the enterprise, the enterprise can uh, pick up on whatever that stupid patch was that was obvious. I mean, why why are you letting them wear their normal clothes? Strip them, put them in prison garb, right? You should. Um, and, I, and can I also just say, I don't think starships have tailpipes. <laughs> they have to have some <laughs> kind of vent. They have, they have some sort of vent when you're at uh, impulse speed. Plasma I mean, there's got to be some kind of uh, waste product from energy production someplace, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. if anything, there's a garbage chute, or I'm sorry, refuse. Uh, no, they recycle everything. No, there was a refuse. They talked about it. Well, I know there was a refuse, but I'm sure all of that got recycled. No. Nothing goes to waste. I'm just talking like energy-wise. So even even dilithium crystal warp blah 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 has some sort of waste product. It has a warp signature. That's like a ion trail or whatever. Then right. Okay, 
But if both ships use dilithium, which they said they do because that's what Praxis was, it was a di- or or uh, no Ruapente was, it was a dilithium mine, right? Right. Okay. Okay. So so both ships use dilithium. Wouldn't they both have the same ion trail? I guess it no, depends on of, how they process the dilithium. Right. It's all how the the um, engine. So you're saying one can run on stuff. gasoline and the other one can run on kerosene? Is that what you're saying? Diesel. Well, yeah. it's it's like diesel and biodiesel or diesel and gas and two stroke versus uh, a com- normal combustion engine. I right? feel like if it was that easy, yeah. like cloaking cloaking devices are are just dumb. You think? I mean, well, look. I, okay, so they could. They, they, well, they it wasn't new, easy. They had, they had to. Surge. They had to. They had to put all the sockets into place. Well, to yeah, they, they had to have it. specialized. Yeah, specialized equipment in order to. They had to have whatever the ionized gas was that would track. Yeah, that. yeah. They and had to just, have special equipment that just, just happened to be yeah. universal plug and play, right? Right, and they just happened to have it on board at that time because of the well, tests that they were doing they, earlier. They were, yeah. Yeah, the test. The test that they were doing earlier, right before they went to Space Dock. Okay, because if we knocked every get, movie that um, had fucking plot conveniences, we would do nothing <laughs> well, but knock movies. Right, well, that's the what next we generation do. took we care of We watch shit shows so you don't have to. Tachyon radiation uh, to find cloaked ships. Oh, yeah, tachyon. Yeah, tachyon. tachyon. Yeah, the tachyon yeah. field, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it was 70 years in the future. It was. Technology got better. Yeah. How do two uniforms in a huge-ass vent make it hot enough in a room that you're able to notice that the air is not coming out? He heard it, you he idiot. Heard it. He heard it. He heard them vibrating whenever the air was coming out of the vent. You think so? Yeah, yes, you could hear it. Jesus Christ. You could hear it in the movie. It was rattling. <laughs> Were you, okay. were you were you watching with the sound down? Well, I, yeah, I'm watching. No, I wasn't watching with the sound down. I mean, you can even kind of see the vent <laughs> vibrating a little bit. Right? Right. Well, Are I thought you watching they watching on your they, watch? No, I was <laughs> But I thought they they searched the ship from they did, bow but they to stern. Search, search the but vents. they didn't check vents? Yeah. Yes, not. Yeah. Or they were moving the, uniforms around while they were searching. Or, or you know, they were never looking for the uniforms. They were always looking for the boots. That's why they had the metal detector. Right. And so they opened up the vent and goes, yeah. uniforms. I'm not looking for uniforms. Never mind. I'm looking for boots. Yeah, we'll so just, they put the vent we'll back just, with the uniforms in there and just ignore yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. These, are these aren't the boots I'm looking for. Move along. I loved uh, McCoy's line. <laughs> Whenever, and I, I felt exactly the fucking same way. Whenever Chang was uh, quoting... Shakespeare, while he was uh, oh, shooting Arthur them Ed. up, he goes, I'd give real money if he'd shut up. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> was that McCoy or was that? Uh, that was I thought Spock said Spock said something, too. I don't to know. But effect. McCoy said that whenever they were operating on yeah. the photon torpedo. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, James, I got a question for you. Yes, sir. Is Star Trek six the undiscovered country more sci fi than eleven twenty two sixty three? Uh, well, I mean, if we're going to compare the two real quick, there was a closet in one that went to Narnia. I mean, the past. And then in this one, there were aliens. Uh, there were photon torpedoes. There were cloaking devices. 
Uh, there were uh, like an alien had his nuts on his knees. Like, none of that shit was in eleven twenty two sixty three. So yes, but they had Shakespeare. Well, they did have Shakespeare. That's still more sci fi than eleven twenty two sixty three. Mm. Man, I thought that Shakespeare would put it over the other other way. Yeah, I, did I just want to know if your haiku is going to be Shakespearean. Yeah, you got a haiku for us this week. I do. Um, so this one is titled Fuck You Spock. <laughs> Part one. Pointy ears on girl. Nude photos on Enterprise. They must be destroyed. <laughs> We've all been Spock blocked. Yes. <laughs> we all got Spock blocked. Hence, fuck you, Spock. Uh, that was good. Yeah. It's still true, though. It's not true. I'm going to say it's, it's true. True, true until I true. see evidence otherwise. I Raise a hand who thinks it's true. For, I've, I've lost all respect for uh, Leonard Nimoy then. I'm sorry. Like even I, I know he's dead. You shouldn't walk on, on, on people's graves. But if, he, if these photos existed and he did not share them with his fellow man, I have no respect for him. None. He was protecting the brand. But you know what? Protect the brand later. Show me tits now or then. Or then, yeah. Whatever, yeah. Just the saying. world Kim. needs to see Kim Cattrall. Oh, she's so hot. Well, I mean, it, it's not like she hasn't been naked before. I mean, you can find right. that, but not easily. with Spock. But ears. not with not with Vulcan yeah, ears. Yeah, I want yeah. the Vulcan ears. Spock ears. That's racist. Oh, I'm sorry. They're Vulcan ears, sir. Vulcan ears. <laughs> How's that racist? I don't know. I just wanted to say it. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so next week we are going to continue the summer of Star Trek as we review the film with the help of long-presumed dead Captain Kirk. Captain Picard must stop a deranged scientist willing to murder on a planetary scale in order to enter a space matrix. It is 1994 Star Trek Generations that bridges the gap between the original series and the next generation. It's going to have Kirk and Picard in the same scenes. So excited. Stars... Patrick Stewart, William Shatner, Malcolm McDowell, uh, Rick Berman did the story and was directed by David Carson. Kind of looking forward to this. I like this one too. I I like six better than I like Generations. Uh, I I do too, I think. But it's been a while since I've seen Generations too, so I'll, I'll hold judgment until then. No comments from the peanut gallery, Rob? No. No, I'm just waiting for you to start doing your... Kim Cattrall. I am. I, I, I'm drooling on Discord right now. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all we've got for this week. Our intro and outro music is Welcome Home by Cambo. Pod crawl music is Snack Mix My Machette. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. You can leave us feedback on our Discord channel at smokinganddrinkinginspace.com forward slash Discord. On Twitter at status underscore podcast. Or you can email us at smokinganddrinkinginspace at outlook.com. If you'd like to throw a few nickels our way, you can become a Patreon supporter by going to smokinganddrinkinginspace.com forward slash Patreon. And be sure to visit Creative Brain Candy for more great shows and other creative works at creativebraincandy.com. For this week, I'm Jason. Why would you quote a Peter Pan reference when you've been doing Shakespeare the entire movie? I'm not sure, but I went this whole episode without saying you had a micro piece. <laughs> <laughs>
No, you didn't. It just happened. You broke it. And we'll talk to you next week. Save it for yourself, Nimoy. Fucking well, see what you got. It's a little. It's a little tiny thing. I'm trying to make it bigger. Hold on. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> Why do you do this? You set them up for me, and I can't. Say I know it now. what's going in the outtakes. <laughs>